Once again, that's Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 16 through 22. And this is how it reads. Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you. And he shut up the heaven that there be no rain. And that the land yield not her fruit. Lest ye perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. Therefore shall ye lay up these words in your heart and in your soul. And bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house, and upon thy gates that your days may be multiplied in the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. For if ye shall diligently keep all these commandments, which I command you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to cleave unto him. You may be seated. There's much more said in that, but we're going to just speak from this portion. And today we want to talk about being deceived. Not going to be a popular message. All I say is don't kill the messenger. <laughs> there may be some things spoken that may not be pleasing to your fleshly ears. But I guarantee if you follow it, it'll be a blessing to your spiritual body. Yes, Being deceived. The word deceit, deceive, or deception means to mislead the mind. To cause to believe what is false or not true. Fraud. Trickery. To be cheated. Hearts are deceived by words spoken by people. They are usually done on purpose. Today, people try to deceive you by getting your identification. For example, when you get a phone call and the person on the other line says, your identity has been hacked. Please call this number. Red flag. Or you have been awarded $10,000. Red flag. Please send your account so we may place it in your bank. How many know these are scams? Amen. People out to deceive you. Another word for trickery means, which is deception. Even though you want to believe this, 
Someone is trying to deceive you to believe what is not true. It sounds so good, so tempting, that you're not thinking. Maybe if I, all they want to do is get a little inch. Amen. What's that say? Give, give him an inch and he'll take a mile. Yep. People hit by the hurricane that just happened have been led to believe by the insurance companies that they are covered. Mm, But because of falling on hard times and they are in the rear with their payment, they are considered delinquent and are being denied and canceled. Mm, mm. All it takes is one time and they write you off. Is that mercy? I got a call one day from a boy who started off the conversation with, hi, granddad. Red light. Why is that? Because all my grandchildren call me Papa. So I said, hi, grandson. What's going on? I got a little trouble, granddad. Need some money. Oh! Which grandson are you? Then there's a pause. Uh, uh, Michael. See, what I should have said, call 555-555-5555, extension no. I knew it for that was not my grandson. Whether from prison, someone overseas, from the neighbor next door, to the people in the government. As long as there are people there, they will try to deceive you. They have all the time in the world and nothing to lose. They learn from your mistakes. What a mistake is made with you or what knowledge you have, they just pass it on and and do better with the next. Don't be deceived. For the past couple of weeks, if you have been with us and listening, you would have picked up on the things surrounding being deceived. Two things we talked about was the Lord being with you and distractions. On Thursday, the Lord said to us, false prophets arise and deceive many and will show great signs. And if possible, they would deceive the very elect. We know God said in Galatians 6, verse 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. Don't fool yourselves. Because you can't fool God. If you, if you back up to verse 6, it said, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. 
communication and teaching, there is not enough of it. It, it, There's not enough. It is lacking between parents and children. Between husbands and wives. Between pastors and congregations. Between the people of God and God. The Lord said in Isaiah, come, let us reason together. It's not that God is not talking. It's that his people are not listening. It is sad to say, but there is not enough communication going on between brothers and sisters in the church. And one of the biggest reasons children are deceived is because they are not being taught as they should be. The tools they are given are tools that teach them wrong. Children are being left to raise themselves and left to think to do evil. Unsupervised Facebook in their own name. I said, this ain't, this ain't popular. Somebody going to get upset. Unlimited time on phones with private passwords. Dress codes that are unexcusable. I know, again, when we, when we were growing up, we had a dress code. When the parents bought it, you wore it. Not if, when, and what they bought, you wore it. I can can recall many saying, yeah, hand me the, go on to to preach for me. What's that, what's that uh, uh, company? Salvation Army or the or Goodwill. Christmas time. Oh, you were sharp. You knew you were sharp. And when you got to school, everybody had the same thing on. But if your parents got it, you wear it. Now, some of us would change when they left the house. Some would. But it was after you left the house. You wouldn't change it while your parents were in the house. And here's the thing. When you got home, you better have the same thing on you left the house with and didn't forget to rechange again. Y'all know how you you, you have it in your little bag or something you change in the bathroom or whatever. I I know all of them. But today, children control what they want and what they wear. Amen, lights. Back then, if you had a problem, parents had the solution. It was called the belt. You got a problem? 
Speaking of the belt, let me help the children. Let, let me help the children a little bit. Parents, you need to be taught how to spank. It, that, that don't sound like much help, though, does it? They need to be told what not to do. See, you just don't spank a child because they did something wrong. Teach them. Tell them. You know, for a long time, and I had to, I had to sit down and tell my children. Because, you know, I, I haven't told you. I got, I'm telling you what's wrong before I spank you. I'm giving you full warning. I mean, you know, God gives us warning about everything. Amen. And, and my old sweet, my sweet loving daughter had to say, well, that, that, that means you don't love us. I said, no, I showed you mercy. Just like God shows you mercy. But you need to tell them. Then, when you spank them, tell them why. This is what you did and I told you not to do. Don't be telling them why you're spanking them. Don't you know I told you not to do because they, they understand nothing you say. All they feel is pain. Consultation. That's communication. And then, when you apply correction, do not do it in anger. Amen. That's the worst pain to be felt, is to be whooped in anger. We shouldn't do nothing out of anger. Does that, does that help your children? We should even discuss things. So that we not get angry. Mm. Communication. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Mm. Now I want to repeat. And focus on verse 18 and 19 of, of Deuteronomy. It said therefore. Shall you lay up these my words. In your heart. And in your soul. And bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou layest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You see, a frontlet is a band worn on the forehead. You, you, you see it, you, you can't miss it. Just like the screen up there. I, can't miss what's being said. Then they were to have it written down so it would not be forgotten. We, we, we are so forgetful today. This is needed today. So they will not, so they will know what is expected. I, I mean, uh, it, parents, sometimes you got, you got to write your rules down. Some, some put it on the refrigerator because that, one thing a teenager gonna do, they're gonna go to the refrigerator. Amen. They can't miss that. <laughs> Write it down. This is you know, as I think about it, when we have marriage counseling, uh, whether it's counseling for a marriage or, or counseling because somebody has 
trouble, we have what we call closed spirits. And we try to get, put it someplace that you can read it all the time. Laminate it and hook it up in the bathroom if you have to, if you, if you spend all your time there. But put it in the kitchen and read it and ask yourself, have I closed my spouse spirit? Things need to be written down. You see, what's happening is children don't know and parents don't remember. Having things written stops children from saying, but, but that ain't what you said. They have questioned what you said and you now question yourself. Did I, did I say that? Uh, but if it's written, yes, I did. Go back there and read section three, number four. <laughs> Part A and B. Has that, has that happened to anyone? Back then, children were taught when sitting in the house, when they walked together with their parents, before they went to bed, and when they got up. Today, many children don't see their parents before they get up or before they go to bed during the day. Today, many parents spend little time with their children. Two things that... that I remember hearing and watching the 11 o'clock news. First, well, first of all, when I was young, I didn't want to have nothing to do with no 11 o'clock news. When 11 o'clock news came, either I was in the bed or I was still out in the street. But the first thing you would hear is, do you know where your children are? And then they changed because they began to ask the question, do you know where your parents are? Things had gotten so bad, neither one of them was in the house. We must get back to communicating with our children by word and example. Too many are being deceived by the world. Too many children are on milk cartons. They're on poster boards. Some have been found dead and still too many not found at all. In every case, someone deceived them for their own personal gain. Now let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. In any and everything you do, in any and everything that happens in your life, be not deceived. Amen. Don't let the world deceive you. Second Timothy three, starting at verse 12 says this. Yea, and all that ye will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You see what it said? All. That are godly in Christ. You shall suffer persecution. Amen. But evil men 
and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Don't think just because you have received Christ that you are going to escape persecution and everything will be great for the rest of your life. Amen. That, that's really what we're looking for, right? If you want the perfect life in Christ, it's going to be after this life. Amen. Oh, man. But teach and remember this, saints. Evil in this world are getting worse. We can, we can very easily see this today. It's getting worse. But know this too. Men are out to deceive you as well as they are being deceived themselves. Amen. They think they're getting over. But actually, it's happening to them. Yep. Verse 14 says, but continue, that thou in the, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Paul told Timothy, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift that is within you. He said, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you that comes from your grandmother Lois and mother Eunice. Parents and grandparents, leave your children and grandchildren a life of hope in Christ. A living example that is in spite of the ups and downs, they have something to look forward to. Parents can look forward to what their parents have taught. The grandchildren can look forward to what is being taught. See, it's all about communication and growing. I mean, back then, there were parents, children, parents, grandparents, great-great-grandparents, great-great-great-great-grandparents, along through, all of us still living. So it can continue. Today, it's a blessing just for a child to have a grandparent. Very few children actually get a chance to see and talk to a great. But we need to teach our children, our grandchildren, that they may have a life of hope in Christ. In Christ. You know, you can, you can leave them something, but leave them life. Verse 15 says, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. In order to teach them, we must know them ourselves. The world knows all about the evil. We need to teach our children the Scriptures and what they mean. Yesterday's morals lined up with the word. Today the morals are against the word. What was meant for good is now used for evil. Amen. Verse 16 says, all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. We have all the tools needed to bring our children up. Children must understand dad and mom are not your friends. Amen. 
they're your parents. Now that the children know this, parents, you must remember and understand, you are not their friends. You are their parents. Verse 17 says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Teaching, correction, reproof, and instruction in righteousness is given that we may be mature and seasoned in the word so we will not be deceived. Look at Titus 3 and 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. Really? Yeah. Disobedient. Deceived. Serving divers lusts and pleasures. Living in malice and envy. Hateful. Hating one another. Say what? You mean you used to be that way, DJ? Pastor, you, was it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Young people, even your parents acted like you. You mean you acted that way, parents? What? Oh, man. Foolish means lacking good sense. Anybody been there? Pastor, I don't like that definition. Okay. It also means to be unwise. Can anybody identify now? Yeah. Have you ever been unwise? There, there are some things that I did that I wish I hadn't done. Amen. Oh, there's a whole bunch of them. If I only had to do it again. What, what was that song? If, if I knew what I knew about you now. Things would have been different. Amen. Anybody ever been on the boat of disobedience? We took, some of us took a cruise. Again, deceive means to be misled or tricked. Who's ever been misled? Or trick to do something that you didn't intend to do. And, and that ain't meekness. That was stupidity. What do you think October is all about? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Trick or treat. I remember back in my day, in order to get a treat, you had to do a trick. Mm -hmm. Now it's just all about candy. Give me the candy. And now parents is, is, is more on Halloween than children. They lay their house out. Well, I'm telling you, just at Kroger, they got a whole, they got a whole aisle on both sides. Talking about Halloween. I mean, all kinds of things. Do you really know what that means? Here's the deception. Churches are embracing this and are being, mis being misled by the things of the world. 
The church are being deceived to believe it's okay along with the world. Remember what Paul said to Timothy? But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, yeah. deceiving and being deceived. The world is surrounded by trickery. Amen. And the whole world is being tricked. From people trying to trick you out of your money to people trying to mislead you by buying something worthless. It's not okay. Again, Deuteronomy 11, 16 said, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Or make sure you are not tricked into believing something that is not true. Believing these things can cause you to serve false gods. There is something wrong with Halloween. There is something wrong with dressing up as biblical characters to go along with Halloween. Now it's getting quiet. There is something wrong with bringing it in the church so that you won't go out in the world. It should be totally eliminated from God's people. Let's, let's, let's close with 2 Corinthians. I, it's getting even quieter. Let's close with 2 Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 14 through the end, and we're also going to read 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1. Verse 14 says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. They are not your friends. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Can, can, you, can you understand what it's saying? If you are righteous, what fellowship do you have with someone who's not? If you are shining the light, what fellowship do you have with someone who's full of darkness? It, it can't get no plainer, can it? To understand what this means, we must understand the word word fellowship. It does not mean you cannot go around or be around them. It does not mean you can't be with family. See, fellowship is to share ideas, interests, experiences by reason of friendship. There is no friendship. You may have the same experiences. Things may have happened to you. But you don't go, let's go out and have a drink. Let's go out and do this and that. Let, let's, let's, let's join ourselves together. No, there's two different things here. Because what I did, I don't want to do again. And what you did, you make it a habit of doing it again and again and again and again. And what concord has Christ with Baal? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement does a Christian have with a person who does not believe? 
So it's even saying, I got to, that's why you can't bring politics in the church. Amen. What agreement is there? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols? These are just questions that you ask yourself. For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Is he not just repeating what he just said in Deuteronomy? I'll be with you. I walk with you. I'm going to teach you. But when I do so, you got to realize you don't have an agreement with those that don't walk with me or talk with me. Amen. Wherefore, uh oh, come out from among them and be ye separated, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things I and I will receive you. Again, it does not mean you cannot talk or see family or those you know. If you separate yourselves in that way, how can they see Christ? But if you agree and do what they do, how will they again see Christ either? Amen. Allow your light to shine. Don't allow them to put it out. Verse 18 says, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. If you do as I ask, communicate with me as I communicate with you. Separate yourself from the things that the world is, is wicked in. We're going to have a good time together. Amen. It, it's it's going to be on and popping between you and I. Oh, that, that, talking about praise. So the reason why we have not got the praise that we need to because we have not separated ourselves enough as we should. We are limiting that communion between you and the Father. But when you do, oh, glory to bless his name. Huh? Somebody, I can hear somebody coming, came in this morning popping. Just couldn't keep it. And turn around and sit around and started popping. Got to, got to tell it. Do you know we should all be on fire when we come in here? I, I, wanted to, I didn't hear no testimonies today. Everybody got a testimony. Pastor, what kind of testimony I got? You got up this morning. Huh? You can walk? Most of us walking without pain. Raise my hands. Some of them can lift higher than others. Some of us can dance. Even sing. I ain't seen no holy dances lately. Huh? You say you be singing behind them masks. The Lord has done something for all of us. Down through the years, God's been, oh, come on, somebody. Oh, come on. And, and I can bring it up to the day. He's still good to me. He's good, so good. 
I got to tell somebody. Oh, let God be a father to you. So you may show them who the father is. Now look at 2 Corinthians 7 and 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Let us examine ourselves. Learn what is and what is not. Let us begin to teach and be taught the way we, that the righteousness of God, that we are the righteousness of God, and most of all, let him give him praise. Yes, Lord. If you didn't do it before you came, you can start doing it now. If things weren't right before you came, you can get them right now. Yes, oh, right now I say you can get it right. If there's something wrong, make it right. Amen. If something dark, make it light. Amen. Oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> My time is up, saints. I 